1: Isotope, Native Instruments and Plugin Alliance are launching a whole bunch of super hot deals for the Summer of Sound sale. From now until the 6th of July 2023 Isotope are offering all their software for 50% or more off including the Comprehensive Mixing and Mastering Bundle Music Production Suite 5, as well as flagship tools like Ozone, RX, Neutron and more. All things I use to edit this podcast. Visit Isotope.com and check out the frankly colossal range of things that you can get at extraordinary prices and take your mixing and editing to a whole new level. Well, Matt, um, this, this week at the start of the podcast and I, I'm not actually going to do a dad joke. I'm sorry, dear listener. One, one week off in, instead, um, I just wanted to say thank you very much, um, to everyone, to our wonderful guitar community. Um, obviously last, last week we didn't have a podcast and I, I put out a statement saying, you know, that, uh, I'd lost, you know, buddy the 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 dog had uh had passed away and um just the the amount of messages i've had comments on that post emails dms that i've had from all you lot has been really amazing so i just wanted to say thank you 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 know we've been doing matt and i we've been doing this for 10 years of podcasting and i just i am very grateful for the wonderful community that you guys are um yeah that's about it
2: no joke uh,
1: <laughs> no joke um, no exactly so um so well uh let's do a podcast And welcome to the Guitar Nerds podcast. I am your host Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello, Mr. Matt. Hello, welcome back, welcome back, dear listener. Um, well, what a what a time we've uh, we've had. We've had uh, there's there's a there's a little bit of news. There's some cool new products we're going to talk about i'm gonna be putting together i'm building my own parts caster at the moment we're gonna talk about that matt's obviously doing some pedal board building i think this week's patreon we're gonna talk about what amps we would buy right now whilst we're waiting for (laughs) sun amps to announce um what they're going to be releasing um but uh, first things first, uh, we, we actually did some new YouTube videos for the first time for a while. For, I didn't uh, even for know, the Jay. They
2: just appeared because <laughs> I'd, uh, cause I've would i subscribed and clicked the bell icon like every sensible YouTuber tells you to do. I, I was like, oh, video from guitar nerds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I just uh, – you know, it's because – it's not that we haven't been
1: doing videos. It's just I put them out on our Instagram um, – just because I like the format on Instagram. But I kind of got bored with the vertical videos, and I thought, well, if I just do them horizontal, you can put them out on YouTube as well as Instagram, and no one really cares. You can put your phone on the side, you know, when you're watching a video. And a horizontal video is wa- makes way more sense for guitars that are pla- held horizontally, <laughs> so you can actually fit them in short. All you get is a load of tummy and a load of, you know, junk groin <laughs> it, 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 yeah loads of groin <laughs> loads of <laughs> belly in so it, so much better much better but yeah we did uh, we did some videos on the on that lovely jodo by vintage guitars gas jockey the uh half well telecaster body shape firebird appointments three mini humbuckers set neck gorgeous gold finish lovely binding gold hardware lovely guitar so
2: yeah. Uh, yeah and um it's nice it's nice to have the videos back joe i know we no, we talked um we talked a, a long time ago about um trying to bring back the the lists uh, top and the top fives and the top tens and it's something yeah. that i would love to do and be more involved in oh, i, yeah, I shoot a lot of video for work now and with the the new studio um going underway uh, probably in the next uh, few months I think it would be a great opportunity to uh, potentially get involved in some of that again Um, but I guess let the listeners decide do they want to see our faces (laughs) um it's just a lot of work to put those together but ultimately so many of those videos we did i think one of them's like almost a million views and just like (laughs) it's probably about 10 years old though so i don't know. know if that counts but yeah we
1: will do them again um it really is that i've been just i've had an insane amount of work over the last well the last year really and that is gonna sort of that's gonna ease up a little bit over the next few months so i am gonna have a chance to um to actually do things like that but it's been nice it was nice actually getting to demo the jodo gas jockey a bit more properly Mm. um obviously as a guitar player i'm more of a sort of song constructing guitarist than i am a you know, I don't do a lot of uh, lead work or solos. I'm not a fantastic blues player, so mm. I like building a track rather than sort of you know just showing off. Yeah. Um. But that's that was quite nice. I really enjoyed doing that with Gas Jockey. I used uh, I used like the Victory V4, the Copper, their AC30, their Vox style. Um, uh, sort of pedal board amplifier. I use that for for all the amplifier tones, which is great. It took drive pedals really well. I used the Great Eastern Effects uh, Co. Designer Drive um, into the front of that, which is kind of nice because you've got this this like width control on the drive, so you can make it really skinny and telecastery, or you can really thicken it up depending mm. on what you you know. So it almost doesn't matter what guitar you you have. You have a drive pedal that can turn your guitar into into something else and uh, i used a bit of the vv uh v, yeah vvc co yes that's the pedal isn't it yeah the uh, the afterlife remember the afterlife
2: oh yes
1: oh, i used that for all the lead tones it was a it was a, it was a lot of fun in fact uh, let's let's listen to that let's let's start with that Dear listener, this, this was the track that I built with the uh, with the Jodo Gas Jockey, and once again, fantastic guitar, eight hundred quid with a hard case, a hundred ever made. It's pretty cool. There you go. That was uh yeah, the Jodo Gas Truckee. Great guitar. And um kind of I felt that those uh, that's what you need is uh, a nice sort of uh, edge of breakup drive and then a really saturated fuzz. As long as you've got some amp reverb there, you're good.
2: It's uh it's I've said it I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's 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 like listening to a knockoff radiohead Joe. <laughs> I like that. There you go.
1: Thanks.
2: <laughs> thanks very um, much. Yeah, no, I think it sounds great. Again, cool guitar. And it's just, it's it's so good to just, again, as always, as I say, hear those in context, but actually hear them not necessarily recorded by a mic'd up amplifier. just <laughs> yeah. goes to show how much you can do with, you know, the tools that are out there yeah. now, you know. And I think that's, that's what I always just find amazing. I mean, of course, I love plugging into an amp, and I love hearing everything through an amp, and I don't do much apart from play that at home but actually from a recording perspective it's just you know it's plug and go it's it's great yeah. yeah well i mean i used the victory v 4 the copper for that i loved
1: it i think it's a great that's a great sort of desktop amplifier solution but i like i liked having it for that but my standard always plumbed in ready to go recording solution now is just the line out on the katana it's permanently yeah. wired into my interface and that's uh that that's what I record with because you get a great room sound from it, mm. and it, which I think is really important when you're trying to tailor effects. Especially, it's great to be able to hear it through the amplifier speakers and not your know, little uh, you know monitors or a set of headphones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then you know that, that it, I seem, I seem to get the best results with that with a simple katana. What are they? Three hundred quid. You know, <laughs> plumbed <laughs> into a <laughs> plumbed into an interface, and it's just it's
2: just great yeah well, I think it sounded um i think that sounded really good that guitar is definitely you know maybe not someone's first guitar, but if you're looking for something different I' something really a bit do, different and fun. i really do think that that's just a really cool fun guitar yeah um yeah. well uh, well you know if
1: uh... <laughs> If you fancy another guitar, dear listeners, something that we've uh that we sorted out, I announced it today on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group. Oh, sorry, Matt and I are recording this quite early, aren't oh, we? We're recording this on the Friday, and this doesn't come out until next Wednesday, indeed, next Tuesday for Patreons, and next Wednesday for everyone else, but um. Uh, we we recently did this and put out a little video on the guitar Nerds Facebook group that we teamed up with Chapman Guitars to give away um one of their ML1X satin natural guitars, gorgeous guitar, sort of S style guitar, HSS pickup um configuration, really great, really gorgeous, really simple instrument and um and also one of the guitars that chapman had designed through collaboration by the community by listening to what people wanted from an instrument and that's mm. kind of at the heart of chapman i think as a brand is they love community community creativity and so the the deal that we, we've got with chapman is they'll they this is worldwide dear listener wherever you are they'll pay the import and they'll they'll send it out wherever you are all you've got to do to enter to be in with a chance of winning the ML1X is they you you need to tell them what your signature would be they're just looking they they love that they love getting that information what's popular what do people want from a guitar and they use that um to you know, work on their own guitars. So this is kind of like you know designing the GN one, as I was as I was calling <laughs> it. <But laughs> you you design out the guitar nerd signature model, but it's not necessarily for them to make, but they might. Um, and so there is a little link to like a Google form. Um, the link's in the description of this podcast, or you can find it on our Instagram, our YouTube, our Facebook. It's all over the place now. Um, and basically, it's it's six it's it's a bunch of questions. I think there are six questions on sort of body shape. Oh, sorry, six pages of questions. I think there's a couple of questions on each. Well, it doesn't take five minutes, but um, on you know type of body shape, pickup configurations, type of finish, type of neck profiles, accessories, hardware, and there's basically you've got the ability to add additional information as you want or keep it dead simple. Um, and yeah, that's it. So you just design that, submit it with an email address. You don't get added to any mailing lists or anything like that. The only person that's going to be contacted is the winner who will be randomly selected by me and, uh, Chapman guitars. And, uh, yeah, you win yourself, uh, an, an M well, an M L one X, the competition's running for about a month. So you've got plenty of time to do it, dear listener. Um,
0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
1: You know, and uh, think, think of what you want from your signature model. And fill out the form and
2: uh, win a a really great guitar. What um, I mean, obviously, the whole Chapman brand has been built off uh, off those, you know, the very first ones. It was it was all votes through, you know, Rob and uh, really early on. Uh, And I've just, you know, you go on their website now if you haven't been on there for a while. It's just such a great range of sort of new and awesome looking guitars. Yeah, Um, I saw some great prices as well for for what they
1: are, like. you know, certainly the modern stuff. You think think about how much all that praise we give Ibanez or gave Ibanez, you know, maybe five or six years ago Matt, when they were bringing out all these crazy poplars and crazy burls and amazing mm. configurations and options at, at really reasonable prices. I really feel like that's something that Chapman have done for the modern player now.
2: Yeah. I think if it was me, uh, if I was designing something... Yeah, what would you do? Um, well... I mean I love I mean I've got one of the beer baritones which they don't do anymore which I've sort of heavily modified. Yeah. Um I really love the ML three. Um that. I think that's the kind of That's their T style, the ML three. Yeah, which is is very similar to the to what the, the beer, beer baritone the, was the, the beer, as well, beer one it? and obviously they do some really nice got some special runs with some like poplar uh with some burl tops yeah um but i mean i really like the ml3 pro right. they've got a new one uh the ml3 pro modern they've got a new one which they do in a coral pink uh metallic satin right. uh with black hardware i think it would be cool to see something like that in a baritone oh uh, yeah potentially uh matching headstock. That would be cool. I'd love to see that with a oh, matching that, headstock. Yeah, I
1: can get behind that.
2: What um, finish? It is so they do a coral pink metallic satin. Oh, <laughs> right up your street. Um and I think it would be cool. I, th- I definitely think it'd be cool to see an HSS. Um, definitely what, cool on an see... ML3, an HSS on a T style. Yeah. No, Matthew. Yeah, go full modern. You know, it's kind of like that surfing. Sir, I've got that. I think that would be cool. Um, do you remember there was a what telly was it? Fender at one point did an HSS telly. Uh, and I don't know. I think it's cool. It just it's yeah, it's got that T style uh-huh. vibe about it. But I think you could do something. I think you could do something quite different with that. I think it would look quite cool. Yeah, maybe. Don't forget, Reverend, Reverend, I've got the Pete Anderson Eastsider S. um, Oh yes, which has got the uh, well, that's actually got three single coils in it. Um, And I I actually just googled uh, HSS Tele, and it came up with an article on Fender's website. I don't know when this was. The American Elite Telecaster HSS. I don't know when that was, but yeah, crazy looking guitar, crazy looking guitar. But anyway, that's what I'd have. Anything in that colour. Um, (laughs) Might (laughs) be a baritone. (laughs) Might be a baritone is I took the neck pickup out. So it's just the bridge humbucker. uh, (laughs) What was in the neck before? It's a Seymour Duncan... Some sort of hot rails, I think it might not have been Seymour Duncan at the oh, time. That's actually. I, right. I, was, I, I was just trying to think of what
1: pickup size it was, but it was like a single coil size, wasn't it? But it was a stacked single coil,
2: yeah. I think, um, so not a single
1: coil, like, a yeah, I think
2: later on they did a Seymour Duncan in the neck, but I think the right. one that I had was just a non. I think it was like a non brand, like a Chapman one rather than like a, a branded one. Uh, but yeah. that's cool. I think that's a really nice opportunity to go in and have your say about what you would have. And Definitely. I think they're a great sort of guitar set of guitar shapes and ideas to really start from. So, yeah. uh, be interesting to see what people come up with.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I'm in the same same body shape as you, Matt. I love the ML3. I love their telly style. I mean, it's just because, you know, <laughs> I like that 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 telly style cut. But I really like that. The ML3 Pro, they do they do the ML3 Pro as a traditional, and they do it as the traditional and the traditional new, which means you get a proper the telly control plate. Um, traditional telly pickup configuration Mm. and you get some great colors in the i mean if you go for the the if you go for the traditional new then you get some like lovely sort of their their tops with bound sides and then natural wood um back and sides you get like a gorgeous gold metallic which is very cool but also like a what they call a, a frost green gloss which is like a very bright seafrome almost, and a liquid teal, which is slightly darker. The, the The ML3 Pro is quite nice because you get like a slight bevel on the top of the mm, Telecaster, mm. which gives it quite an interesting, you know, quite, quite a unique standout thing to to a telecaster but i do love just their standard series ml3 traditional like it's 529 quid yeah and it's it's a telly with a couple of extra cuts in it with a p90 in the neck which is very very cool you get you can get it in black gloss it's bound a maple neck everything about it's great the only thing i'd change and this is i think this is a chapman thing so I mean, it, it was an option, dear it's not on the list that you could uh, on the on the questionnaire that you could change. But this seems to be a Chapman thing. Reverse headstocks, I hate it on 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 a you know on a sixer side mm. because it means everything's in the wrong place. <laughs> mm. You know, it's it's you putting your hand around the other side. And I know it would only take a little bit of learning, but especially when I'm trying to like tune the D string, I'm constantly grabbing the the yeah. G instead no, of I- the D.
2: Yeah, no, it's the same for um, I do it all. I actually do it, uh, the Reverend Matt West that I've got's the same. Oh. Uh, and I quite often do it, even though I think it's the best headstock, four and two, Music Man, I often mess up the Music Man as well. So I'm tuning the B thinking it's a G. So I'm like, duh, duh. It's like oh, no, wait. Um, Just why? Why? Reverse headstocks. What's yeah. the point? But I actually, their, their satin guitars are... I think they're really cool. I think they look really, really yeah. I mean that yeah, the beer one with satin. I think they're just it's nice just to just have that sort of lightly coloured um top, you know. So when you look at the ML3 uh modern and you do something like the Stormburst, which is no. the sort of black yeah. and grey sort of finish, just they I think they just look really, really premium. But that um that one with the P ninety in the neck, I think again, it's quite nice mix of a traditional looking guitar, but actually at the same time, it's got some modern features. And in I think actually it looks super classy in white. Uh, it uh, if does you look could put, lovely if, in white. If you could put a white pickup A white P90 and a white single coil in that as well. Um, I'd (laughs) I'd be that. that. would be be very cool. Fair enough. Get some EMGs in that. uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) But what a great pickup configuration. P90 in the neck with the angled Telecaster single coil in the bridge. That's all the tones that you could ever possibly need. Yeah. uh, yeah i'm 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 up for that i think that'd be good but yeah so dear listener check them out look at the chapman website for inspiration on the sort of things that they do already and yeah
2: design your signature model maybe win a really great guitar indeed i guess Mm. um joe it sort of leads on to what we've been talking about over text the last few days um because you've been trying to find your own guitar but yeah yet unsuccessfully despite there being literally tens of thousands of guitars available <laughs> you're still not happy
1: <laughs> okay so so this uh this came from something recently I a uh, a couple of weeks ago i can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast i think i think we did but i bought a Fender Roger Waters Precision Bass. Yes. And I realized it was the first bass that I bought just for me in a long, long time. Like there's always – it's it's always something like a brand's doing me a deal because, you know, maybe I know them or maybe I'm doing something with the show or maybe it's a lone piece that I've had and I've really liked so I've bought. But there – there's always something there's always an agenda there and i very Mm. rarely actually buy something because i'm like what do i want and i bought the roger waters because it was perfect for my band polymath we wear black suits it's black it's got this glossy maple neck it's this huge 50s neck big seymour Mm. duncan quarter pounder precision based pickup and i got it i was like oh this is just everything i want like without anything else without any caveat and I realized because I'm playing guitar in Silas Fennec with my partner Emma, I was like, well, maybe I want something like that as well. Because I've got the Grez Mendocino, which is absolutely amazing. But of course, it was a guitar that I got because it was a lone instrument that I decided to keep hold of. And, you know, like uh, there's the Jazz Master, which is just one that Jay lent me that I'll have to give back to Fender at some point. I certainly would never go for that finish and uh, i just thought the same i thought you know i've never none of my guitars not even the harmonies because again they were lone pieces that yeah. I, I decided to keep hold of i've never actually chosen a guitar i mean there are a few ba- because i'm a bass player first there are some bases that i've bought for me but I pretty much have no guitars that I bought for me. I had the Strats that I bought for me, and I sold them all. I had my Baja Telly, which I foolishly sold. Mm. So I don't have any guitar that is just a guitar that I want. I was like, okay, mm. I'll sit down. What do I want? What guitar do I want to play inside Silas Fennec? And I realized what it is is a relict-ish. You doesn't have to, you know, sort of a worn 52 Telly. That's what I want. Maybe Blonde with the black garb, maybe butterscotch. Something like that. Super traditional. It'll go well with my fifty style P basses that I'm playing at the moment. And, you know, it's just dead simple, brilliant
2: guitar. So do you want the sound of the telly? Yeah. Or the look of the telly. You want the I set. Like the You're sound. not just going on the looks. So There's the sound first, and then and yeah. then the looks. And oh, just because you started with relic, and I was like, you just oh. <laughs> you just want a relic guitar. No, no, no. It's it's, it's I want that teddy sound. I love the the way Telecaster sound,
1: and I think it would be the right sort of guitar for that sort of edge of breakup, drowned in reverb. You know, because there's no drums or anything. I'm doing all the work. I just think a telly is sure. a really good all-rounder. It cuts through, but you get some lovely warm tones off of the neck lipstick. I, I just think it's, uh, you know, feels nice to play. I love a big, chunky neck. Telecasters have some of the biggest necks going. It just seems like the right, the right sort of thing. I play sitting down a lot, which counts les Pauls out because they fall off your leg. Um, yeah, I'd probably obviously wear a strap, but still, they, they sit funny <laughs> when you're sitting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I was like, well, it's a, it's a 52 Telecaster. That seems like the solution. So I started shopping around for, you know, that sort of style of spec. I could save money. Classic vibe. They do a 50s Telecaster. They do. Squire classic vibe, loads of finishes available at the moment. You can get butterscotch, you can get vintage white, but they also do this lovely like vintage green with a white guard as well. They even do a burgundy mist at the moment. Oh, oh, your favourite. <laughs> I know, I know. All, all those things like brilliant, but I was very much like, no, I want to buy the guitar to make me stop constantly buying other. Affordable to mid-price guitars. I want to get something mm. nice, so I discounted the Squire for that reason. But I also, don't have a massive amount of money to play with, so I started looking at other options. And you know, uh, what, well, you know, Fender want nearly two grand now for an American vintage. Yeah, it's expensive. That's, 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 it's, it is expensive for what it is. You know, I understand. I know I'm always, always the one arguing. This is how you know this is how economics works stuff goes up in value but i I still i remember when those things were 1200 quid i just i don't know if i can bring myself to part with 2000 pounds for you know for an off the off the shelf america made guitar just because it's fender i mean that's a lot of money yeah so so as you know i was looking around at other options other things out there, Bahas. I had one, so maybe something different. Also, I don't like the four-way selector on a Baha. That annoyed me, and the and the little S one button. Like, oh, I don't need
2: that. Oh yeah, got rid of that. Yeah, got rid of exactly. that. Actually, the sounds of the the four-way very very good. Mm. Um, but but I just need it to be on the fly. I need the
1: neck or the bridge. I don't need to mess around with other mm. things. Um so so yeah so so was looking around at those things started looking at other options vintage of course we've been talking about jojo vintage do a 52 even do a relic in their icon series but again i was like ah, do i want to you know it's still it's, it's a 500 pound instrument will i be just lusting after a proper fender one if i get this so mm. I thought maybe not that. I looked at some other things, considered the Chapman, but then I was like, no, it's a modern neck. And basically, after looking around for a a while, I I realized the only things I found that fit my bill were a couple of random parts casters that I found on eBay or Reverb. And that got me thinking, rather than paying a bunch of money that I'll never... Be able to – I'll never see again because you can never move on parts casters for what they're often, – and, and often people Indeed. want too much money for a parts caster. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the, the, basically the parts caster that fit the bills, the person wanted a grand for it. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get a grand for it if I ever sell it. So, no. you know, <laughs> so no. I was reluctant to do that. So it got me thinking, well, why don't I make my own parts caster? And, yes, that, Matt, is when I started messaging you being like – Maybe there are some bodies. Because, you know, Fender do Relic 50s Telecaster necks. They actually do Esquire do as well. Not in Relic, but um, they do Relic necks, which means the big thing is every time I look at a Telecaster, and this was the problem with Squire, this was the problem with Vintage, modern C. Modern C. How has this <laughs> neck profile become the standard? When did guitarists become such wimps that a modern (laughs) c is the most popular guitar shape it's like oh it can look like a a 50s telecaster but if if you're really weak and you can't play properly it's got a nice little neck for you (laughs) i want i want a v i want a u i want a d uh, or i want a traditional c you know something like that so i was uh from fender i can get those necks 350 ish quid it's a big old chunk for for a neck but Still, that neck's available, so I started looking around for telecaster bodies, and you were sending me some links, but they were because I was looking at i I found like a relic place that does like relic bodies and it was like four hundred pounds for a body, and I was like, I'm almost on a grand just with an unloaded body and neck, you know um." And you started sending me some links, but they were poly finish and I was like, oh, do you know should should I be getting a poly finish if i'm gonna if I'm gonna do this I should do it properly So we talked about getting an unfinished body and maybe getting like metal ram at fidelity guitars to refinish it mm. um, and then you sent me something that that reminded me of a brand I'm not sure you realized when you sent me the link you sent me a link to a guitar anatomy body dear listener in the if you're in the UK or Europe guitaranatomy.com, absolutely fantastic we have a couple of their pickups at the moment they do the fuzzy duck pickups
2: guitar ah so right
1: we've got their p90s to put in I still haven't put in something which I will find something for but they also do bodies and necks and I mean they they're fantastic obviously you were sending me nitro satin shell pink telecaster guitar body two-piece american order 160 pounds that's what that's that's the one that you sent me incredible value for a nitro finish body Mm. um but they also do translucent butterscotch blonde in vintage nitro it is satin i would prefer a gloss but it's still nitro and it's 170 pounds for that that's it
2: it's um, incredibly good value, I must admit. When I look at that for £159, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll buy one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is,
1: for a nitro-finished body, man, you like satin. You know, that's that's very good. And it's a thin layer of nitro cell. They'll wear super quick, so I don't even have to get this relic. This is just going to naturally wear with me, yeah. which is nicer
2: and um so i was just having a look because i haven't actually looked at i know fender now do have lots of necks available on fender.com yeah uh, and you can search by neck shape so looking at you you next it is pretty cool that you can get a I mean, I'm looking here, 50s modified Esquire neck with narrow tool frets, nine and a half inch radius, roasted maple, 315 quid. Or you can, yeah, as you say, yeah. you can get a road worn 50s neck, at 409 yeah, um, and you get this seven and a half inch
1: radius, which is what I want. Or oh, sorry, seven point two five inch. Yeah, that's
2: very, very cool. I didn't know that you could um you get that. I mean, this the roasted maple 50s roasted maple esquire neck is very cool indeed. Very cool indeed. But here's the thing: Guitar Anatomy
1: also do necks, and they do a telecaster roasted maple vintage guitar neck in nitro satin. Um which is extraordinarily cool, gorgeous looking. The headstock is perfectly done. Um I, I love it very much, but modern C profile, damn, nine and a half, damn. <laughs> um, but they do also a um a telecaster jumbo vintage in vintage tin nitro finish. Um, with a proper c profile it's a nine and a half inch radius again but get this it's 139.99 and what i have to decide is whether getting a 7.25 inch radius is worth you know 400 (laughs) pounds paying 400 even if, if i managed to talk jay into giving me a discount which i doubt he would um you know that it's still that's a that's a lot of money for that for the radius difference than yeah, guitar yeah, anatomy yeah, yeah, yeah. for one hundred and thirty nine pounds. So I might just take the nine and a half um, and get that, you know, that teddy neck. I, I can put a Fender logo on the headstock if I want, you know, if if I care about that sort of thing. Um, I um, but that's no money. One hundred thirty nine ninety nine for the neck. One hundred sixty nine ninety nine for the for the body. And then you know it's just about looking for all the hardware and bits and bobs. I know it's all gonna add up, but it's not bad.
2: It's yeah, I mean the great thing is with the guitar anatomy, which I didn't realise, is you can actually do like a build list and you can save it all can together. You? And then oh, yeah there's a so, build list link at
1: the at the top. What does yeah, that so
2: you do? can click on that and then um that basically then allows it basically just puts so you can keep on top of your build, you can put everything uh you can put everything together so you can keep track of have you got all the right parts oh um, my goodness and yeah i mean it's just you know a just got here strat hss actually i don't know why i put hss but <laughs> seafoam green uh two-piece american older nitro satin and then a roasted maple and rosewood strat neck um yeah 169 for the neck 159 for the body i mean wow. you know the thing with parts casters for me as you, as you've said joe is they just they don't really have any value and ultimately you know you can spend thousands and i've seen people spend thousands on <laughs> warmoth stuff and and to yeah. be honest it's it, they then become expensive to dismantle because you know, sometimes the magic of guitar is picking one up off the shelf and playing it and kind of going, Oh, this guitar is great. I wouldn't change a thing and then you, well, you Matt, do end up changing been, we, things. We talked about but...
1: Do you remember when um uh um Joss Allen, when we were working at GAC, when he got really obsessed with Walmouth and he ordered like a custom spec.
2: I can't mm. remember what it was
1: like a jazz master, double yeah. humbucking jazz master. Like
2: three grand's worth of guitar or something and And he hated it. Yeah, and that's a waste of risk. And I think that's actually where if you can spend less and something that you're invested in, but obviously not spending loads and loads, you can change it around and modify it until you get what you want. And I think the body... And neck, you know, are going to be pretty good for the money. Yeah, um, yeah. But because they're universal and, and fairly modular, it's easy to change things around.
1: That's the best part about Fender
2: guitars. They're just,
1: yeah, just having Indeed. all those very modular universal parts. But I was having a little look at hardware, tuners, things like that. Guitar anatomy do the whole lot. This build list is very handy. I was actually going to purchase a couple of bits earlier today, but I'm so glad you've pointed out this build list part so I can just...
2: Kind do of go it all through. in one go what so what what else are you putting on this dream guitar then joe well it's uh it's obviously it's gonna have to be
1: everything's just gotta be 52e i don't need to be especially correct but you know i have to have you know it's gotta be vintage s- style saddles the three brass barrel saddles yeah um it's got to be the pinched vintage tuners as well i don't need to have open gears i'm fine just as long as they're pinched Mm -hmm.
2: what about um would you go keith richards and do hs so humbucker in the neck or is it two two single coils i thought i thought about it but i think i just want that
1: just straight up standard 52 style thing so i think uh yeah just a lipstick in the neck and a single coil in the bridge i don't want any messing around i just want a simple three-way because i'm only ever going to use one or the other Mm -hmm. and uh yeah volume tone i just want it to be simple and Mm. good and chunky feeling so that's uh that's the idea. Already sorted out pickups as well. Um, actually, that's the one thing I'm not doing through Guitar Anatomy this time. I am, um, I am going to go. There's there's this company that have a, a fantastic selection of Telecaster style pickups, um, Green Pickups, which is a company I've been talking to recently. They do a few different mixed magnet sets they do like an alnico five three an alnico five and two in the neck they do a vintage style set with a three in the bridge and a two in the neck or like an all you know sort of like an all five Mm -hmm. alnico set like a modern thing so I, i was thinking just the vintage style three in the bridge two in the neck set from them keep it you know
2: keep it real so before you uh hit the buy now button joe um i'm sure one guitar we haven't talked about here uh, or maybe you did and maybe i missed it but just looking around for some you know alternatives you know playing the uh uh-huh. you know joe don't 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 do the parts route. although i must admit i would like to build my own guitar i was talking about one of my friends the other day about uh Doing, We've talked about it for years, Joe, and we really should reach out to Ben at Crimson about doing the course, because oh, it would yeah. be cool to make our own. But the limited edition Vintera road-worn 50s telly in Sonic Blue, because you've actually got the 50s U-neck and the 7.25 radius on that.
1: Oh, I didn't notice seven point two five on the Vintera.
2: That is only comes in Sonic Blue though, so yeah. it might be yeah. a game changer. It might be a uh deal breaker for you. But it kind yeah, kind of is. I don't like pastel colours.
1: I don't want those uh those sort of surfy pastel colours. I want I want the guitar to look rock and roll, not Hawaiian shirt surf. Oh, you know? <laughs> ryan 60
2: ryan at 60 cycle hum would be so disappointed i know well, well he does that and that's
1: that's great i want to I, I just want the sort of it's I, um, look good I, with a
2: black suit i absolutely would um would play this so uh, what listeners, the, uh if the you've, if, yeah if you've if listeners if you've listened to joe and gone no i definitely want don't want to build my own uh but i like the idea of that spec that This Vintera is road-worn nitro finish, two hot 50s Tele single coils, thick 50s U-neck, 7.25 radius, and 21 vintage-style frets with the vintage-style string-through body and the three brass saddles. It
1: is actually perfect, isn't it?
2: Like, the only (laughs) thing (laughs) is the finish.
1: It's everything I want except for the finish, and it's much easier than getting the part. I do do want to do the parts because this is – throwing a spanner
2: in the works. Can I live with Sonic Blue? I I think the thing is, because it's road worn and because it's fairly light, I think it would be much... It's, it's probably as close to white as you would get without being white in terms of other colours that are available. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say <laughs> it's always tricky because I know when we worked in a store you can't you can't play a guitar that it's very difficult to play a guitar if you play it and you love it and it's the best thing ever Mm -hmm. um but you really don't like the color and if it's the only color they do it's so difficult to be like i won't put the cash on the table because i hate the color but ultimately you've got to be the one to look at it every day i mean i know when i played when i played the james valentine i was like i if i'd have had my way i would have loved the option of a different colour. Um, oh come on! But the way- and I do like the colour now, and I've grown to obviously, of course, because I loved the guitar. Um, but it is one of those things that, as much as people say, oh, you know, it's the guitar that matters in the sound. It's like, yeah, you still got to look at it every day, and still got to like the way it looks. And ultimately, you don't pick up a guitar. You pick up a guitar that you like the look of, and then you see if you like the sound. Yeah. You don't really do it the other way around. So. Yeah. You know. ah, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm gonna
1: have to have a long hard think about this um this Vintero. Because I did look at the Vinteras, but I didn't see this limited edition road worn one. Yeah, they're, and actually 1049. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty good price bad, for that I think. Not too bad. I'd probably get away with spending a bit less if I went for the build. I think the build will probably Parts, pickups and bodies probably won't be that much more than 600 quid, Mm. I reckon. Um, Guitar anatomy is very affordable. Even like the tuners and all the hardware that they offer is uh, incredible prices, really. Um, So I think it's more affordable to do the kit.
2: Mm. Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm on the uh, Fender website right now and there's loads of stuff that I just not seen before yeah. um but you know i i am the same as you when you sent those links here i was like scouring uh ebay i tend to find ebay slightly better than reverb for parts and part individual bits um right. and there's so many cheap bodies and squires and things that you could get and rip apart and mess around with and yeah and i definitely think that's quite a you know, it's a, a cool, satisfying and rewarding thing to do. Um Yeah, I wonder if I'd
1: if I'd get more out of building my own. But mm. the, the downside is, you know, out of building my own, unless I'm go to Fender, I can't get that I can't get a vintage neck.
2: Yeah. It doesn't seem to be well, a I thing anyone that, does. That neck that you were looking at is the neck that's on that's this. On that. Yeah, exactly. Um which makes which makes sense. So yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, um, although you know we've been talking about doing mod mode for a while, um, and we have talked about modding those. Um... Well, it's coming, it's coming. Fender have agreed to send us the Sonic Strats. They're just
1: uh, incredibly slow at getting back to me. So I mean, I assume they're, they're Fender, <laughs> so they're very busy. But they're, uh, I'm just waiting for them to confirm that those are on the way to us, basically now. So and we've got we've got those lovely House of Tone pickups to load into our Sonic <laughs> Strats just got to decide what else we're doing mod wise do you know
2: um, do, do, have you pre-planned what you're doing i it's difficult isn't it because it's one of those things where it's like do i don't really want to hack anything you know in terms of like hack away at anything right. i've got that one humbucker so you know going for you know, something i've done before with As I said, the beer baritone, I've got them. Matt West, I like doing the sort of humbucker Esquire, single humbucker Esquire. I'd like the idea of um, maybe doing something similar to that Squire Paranormal Esquire that's got the chicken head knob, you know, for like a selector. Potentially could be quite cool. Um, I think the only thing I'm going to try and do myself, because it's easier um is the scratch plate because trying to find the scratch well basically buy a blank that fits and then cut out where i want everything to be because otherwise it's too difficult to do and i've seen a couple of um i like the idea of doing the van halen humbucker on an angle type (laughs) thing you know how it's like on an angle i saw a Billy joe armstrong tom yeah did it as well I saw like a modded, um, a couple of modded strats that had had that. Um, So I don't know something, something around that. Maybe putting something unique in it in terms of circuitry. Maybe, Um, probably strip and sand the neck. Obviously, leave the body. Nice pink guitar body. Don't really want to change that. Um, But I don't know. Got if anyone's got any suggestions or anything they'd like to see that we might be able to incorporate, then. uh, let us know, but yeah, I'm all up for ideas. That's for sure. Hmm. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Joe? Have you got a? Are you? Are you? Are we both getting strats, or are you doing something different? We're both getting the Sonic Strat, the single
1: humbucking Sonic Strat. Oh, did you the pink one with the maple neck, and I've got the black one with the Indian Laurel neck. So my things to do on the neck are to get it to get it glossed um and also to take some montespresso to that board to try and make it not look ah, yes. like indian laurel because indian laurel looks bad and it is a bad material that everyone is using at the moment because it's cheap but um it looks terrible so i will i uh, get some montespresso on that make that look a bit better get some gloss lacquer on the neck so that it feels proper to play mm-hmm. that's going to be a big thing for me and then you know i've i've Got this fantastic humbucker that's going in the in the bridge. I think I might try and do something like uh, maybe just a single volume control, like cut a new plate with just a single volume control. Maybe something with like that S one style switch in the top of it, so that I and and uh, have that set up as a kill switch mm-hmm. built into the volume control, like an unlatched kill switch built into the volume control. Something like that, I think.
2: Um, keep it. You know, I like to, the idea to, of to actually not even putting a volume control on it, just a kill switch. So you <laughs> can just turn it. I think Mark Packham did that once. I'm sure he did that to his bass. Yeah. It was literally just on or off. I, like um, I think the first I, I remember the first time I put a kill switch in one of my guitars and wired it back to front, so it was an off-on switch. So it's basically always off, and then you had to click the button in to turn it on. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think I've um, I think I've messed up here somewhere. Just reverse the wires. But I was <laughs> like. Oh, it's not very practical, is it? <laughs> <laughs> not really. Um, no. Oh, that's cool, though. I'm looking forward to getting that and, uh, and yeah, cracking you on know. with that soon yeah, as well. We'll, so, see. we'll um, see. I think I might go to Indra Guitars
1: for a scratch plate. They do these lovely sort of acid-etched or laser-etched scratch
2: plates. Yes, I have. Um, I have the uh, – listeners won't be able to see this, but oh, if you course. go to James's yes, home James of tone – yeah. You can get uh, you can get his um, James's hometown signature um, Strat um, neck plate yeah. neck plate, yeah, with, uh, which uh, I with love. the with the James's tone that lovely spaceship logo,
1: and it's it is Indra, isn't it? That, that yeah, makes them for him, so. yeah,
2: exactly. So yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's a good shout. I'd. I'd uh, Might have to copy you on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very cool. Indra Uh, are fantastic. I definitely, I like, I really like
1: their anodized stuff Mm. uh, because it has a more delicate um, etching on it. Well, I got some stuff done before and I went for like their thicker black um, metal plates. And they they were so heavy. They were so thick and... Because the detail was so much on them, it's big, thick lines on them. It was great, but it it put an, a lot of extra weight on the guitar. So if you go for the anodized stuff, it's it's much thinner and less mm. weight. So it's a it's a bit more reasonable. Yeah. Um, but yes, I probably will probably will go for that. So we'll see, we'll see. Other mods haven't thought of them yet. We'll play those. Yeah. By well,
2: take it as it comes. Yes. Um, mm. But yeah. Well, that's a lot about. Modern guitars and new yeah. <laughs> and new guitars. Well, let's uh, um, let's talk about the the
1: other obvious uh, place to go through from here. We've been exchanging pedal board uh, photos with each other um, on uh, on messages. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, you've uh, you've been have you been ripping yours apart? You you <sighs> sent me that you bought another new pedal board the other day. Do you so need more pedal boards?
2: I am. Um, I will freely admit that i am addicted to buying pedal boards <laughs> from the uk manufacturer custom <laughs> pedal boards uh, i've owned loads of chris's stuff in the past and um they are great boards however I will also admit they are expensive and I don't fancy buying a new one every time. Well, the great uh, thing is the same way the parts customers don't retain their value. <laughs> exactly. Neither that, do custom pedal boards. E- exactly. And they, in some ways I would argue they should do. They're very good. I think they're the best pedal boards you can buy because they're very solid full flight cases. Uh, they come, uh, certainly if you use switches, they do the tiered ones. um, you know so you can put your switcher at the front you can have your tier of pedals that you can tap on and on if you need to and then you can have your row underneath you can fit more on them they're just really good they're really solid um and a while back i bought a size that they don't make anymore it was like a prototype size right. uh, that they did which is for a switcher but then also has a large kind of open space to the left hand side and i was like right i'm gonna make the ultimate board and i'm sure we talked about it months ago and i put everything together on it and then one day i just looked at it and in a fit of madness i was like i could definitely lay this out better um (laughs) to be fair it was it was also partly driven by um i was like oh i'm gonna put together a small board and a a few different things and i was like sometimes you doubt the pedals that are on your pedal board because you've got other stuff sat in your cabinet that's really good yes and i was like have i really got all my favorite pedals on this this pedal board and the one pedal that threw it off was we were talking about uh i think this was a few weeks ago i was talking about the revival trem and then we were talking about i think maybe the Echo Line, or I was certainly talking with um, friend oh, of the yeah. podcast Al Lawson about it, and then I was like, oh, maybe I should have the Dane on you, it. I sent you've a- got the big box Echo Line as well, haven't I? You? Did and then I sent my a picture of my pedals talking to Thorpe, and he's like, oh, no, Dane, and I was like, oh, I just yeah, I love this, and so I was like messing around swapping all those pedals in and out, and then I was like, oh. I- you know, one pedal I've been missing for ages is my Dan Drive Secret Weapon, which is their his take oh. on the Zonk machine. So it's a real cool, like classic Octavi 60s fuzz. And I was like, you know, and I was playing that and I was like, oh, how do I fit this on? And I was like, I've definitely laid things out really badly. And I was like, <laughs> I put a pedal somewhere and I was like, I've put that there and I never need to step on it. Could I could do it a different way? Um, so I basically took everything off Mate. and somehow managed to fit another pedal on there (laughs) and make everything look it's you know it's like tetris it's like trying to get those four lines it you know you're trying to get tetris those four lines right and so i took everything off and was like i'm gonna just I, i i sort of knew i could put things on better relayed it all out and was like i can't believe i didn't do this before uh everything's on there much better and I spent a lot more time rewiring it. First time I plugged it in, it's the quietest and best sounding that board has ever been, despite the fact that I've only added and changed one pedal. I think I just dunno, spent more time on the cabling and and all of that and got the secret weapon on there. And uh yeah, I was just I was like that's it now. I was like I cannot cannot change this again (laughs) but actually I, i would argue now that i've got all of my favorite pedals on there and they're the pedals that i've either used for the longest had for the longest or just feel that In terms of the sound they give me, they're they're my favourite. So I guess I'll give you a quick rundown. Yeah, because I won't won't go. I won't go how it's wide, Joe. Maybe I'm I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking
1: at the picture. You've got two tiers. Your second level actually has two tiers. So you have pedals that
2: you can't adjust in a live. Yeah, so they're switched on with the switcher, and I'll send you a couple of pictures. You can put these on the Facebook, Joe. So so get some comments. You use Gig Rig, right? Well, I've got an I've got an ES8. Um, which I use for work and it's actually, and I still love the ES8 because the MIDI configurations on that are so 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 good right. um, and, and you use MIDI a lot to control and I do and, I do and MIDI a lot because I've got a lot of I've got things like H9, and change, stuff yeah. like that but actually um, I'm going to put the ESA on a separate pedal board that I'm kind of doing for right. uh, work and demos and stuff like that uh-huh. and so at the moment I've got a G3 um, which um, is the gig rig one and part of the reason for using the G3 on this board was that i could have two stereo loops so i run this whole board in stereo um and i do. and I, it's got more foot switches and it's got more loops and because the board is bigger i wanted to integrate more pedals into the switcher rather than having more pedals outside of the switcher right. um but i won't run through the signal chain necessarily but the pedals that are on it vb2w Gotta have your Waza vibrato, of course. Possibly what an, what an absolutely essential. I would pedal. actually say is my favourite. I'd say it's my favourite boss pedal. It's it's so good. It's probably the most
1: normal pedal on your pedal board as well.
2: It is in the some most ways, standard. but yeah. Um, I then I've got an OC two, um, yes, tucked again, away underneath. Tucked away underneath FT two, the um, dynamic filter, which was the sort of oh, short-lived or. Yes. Analog filter we did uh, that Boss did for a while. FZ2 legendary Classic hyper fuzz. fuzz. Uh, Wait, and then which I, is the FZ2? Is it? Um, uh, is what 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 type of fuzz? The it's FZ2. Fuzz, no, it? the F the FZ2 is based on. It was I think was based on a Shinai. Fuzz, so it's got an octave fuzz on it, but then it's also got like a really doomy, bassy, low end fuzz, which is was made famous by the doom band Electric Wizard, right? Um, so yeah, the FZ2 is like the one that everyone lusts what, after. What is it? What, 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 what uh... I think I don't think it's germanium, right? I think it's silicon, but um, just in terms of that classic like real heavy octave up fuzz sound like there's an upper octave on it um just yeah sounds amazing revival trem i tried so many drives and i just love it so much and i love the trem sound on it and i can switch that on and off remotely um i've then got the grouter audio vibe his univibe i think is the best vibe pedal out there and i've had that on my board for ages um, underneath the board, so you wouldn't have seen this, Joe, because I don't think I sent you a picture, I've got the MXR Phase 95, of so the course, mini phaser.
1: Pha- you bang on about that. It's I love a- that
2: phaser. I mean, you use a Phase 90 as well. I for me. 90, it's, it's- I, I've bought so many other phasers, like more boutique phasers, thinking,
1: you know, I want something smart and expensive looking on the board. Mm. And then the fact is that I gig a lot, and the Phase 90 is built like an absolute tank. It never yeah. breaks. I've paid for that pedal which is rare (laughs) yeah because we get sent so
2: much stuff but i bought that pedal when i was a kid and it's still the same one yeah yeah, yeah. on my board it's i just think it's great it's a great sound and it's and i and i've actually got an old um boss ph2 uh no ph1 phaser which is also very good but it's much brighter and it's kind of the mxr just has that kind of thicker like swirly phase i mean yeah. i really like it because of the van halen thing um yeah and the 95 has got the script logo button you can go between phase 45 and phase 90 very cool um i've then got h9 which i've had on my board for i would say at least eight or nine years now what do you use on the h9 uh i use mainly the pitch effects right um Because I guess that's your only other pitch device on there, other than the OC two, right? So I guess yeah. So I use a lot of like I use a lot of like harmonies, like fifths and seconds, Mm. Um, and I've also, I mean, this the thing is, I kept saying, "Oh, there's too much on it. I'm I'm not using enough of it." But actually, there's just a lot of stuff on there I wouldn't necessarily ever use, but it's fun to mess around with. Um, And I was like, "Oh, you know, why have?" The other reverb pedal I've got, if there's reverbs on that, but it, the reverbs on the H9 are, are really good. Um, the right. space algorithms are really good. But I have a CXM78, and to be honest, that is the best reverb pedal I think the money, can, bliss. money yeah. can buy if you want to spend €1,100 Euros <laughs> on a, <laughs> on a reverb pedal.
1: you buying one of the, um, the little plastic covers for it? I have.
2: I got a... One from a third party company, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I don't which is 3D printed, yeah. Um, th- and then a company called Deck Saver make one, but I think they're like 80 quid. And I'm like, Oof. no, this is this is you know, this is home use only. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I've got the Dan Drive Secret Weapon, which is just a great, great fuzz, and then the Dinosaur Cogmeister, which is Dan Coggins' yeah, I remember when you three that. in one fuzz, and it just sounds it's basically three drive pedals designed to basically all work in conjunction really really well so you've got a basically a treble booster with the lows control the same as the lows boost on the dane Uh you've then got a a tube bender which is like a tone bender kind of fuzz in the middle and then sort of like a mid-peaked boost at the end which has got a peak control for sort of setting a a kind of midpoint and then uh, an overall boost, which kind of works like a master volume, mm-hmm. and that's just my main drive sound. A lot of the time, if I want something heavier, uh, recently bought the TC Electronic Infinite Mini. Yeah, um, I remember you took you banging on about that.
1: I thought it was weird how excited you got about that when it came out, but obviously, it was because you intended on buying it.
2: Yeah, and, and actually, you know, you remember how much I loved the freeze, and mm. we talked about the Electronics freeze for ages, and there's lots of pedals with a, a hold function out yeah. there um but actually I, that one does it best well i think th- i like i must it's nice that you've got the tone prints on there and you can edit all of the yeah. sounds and stuff that is the handy. only pedal i'm considering swapping it for is a boss te2 which i've been the Terra echo the Terra echo you know i think it's the biggest hidden gem that boss make it's very um good, it's good also good got soundtrack. a very good hold function on it um so, yeah, think about T 2 because that's that's just super unique. And then SDE 3000D, in my opinion, the best digital delay on the market. Um, super versatile. Well, You've got had- any DD3s, 6s, you know, or anything else. Well, I've got a DD2, board. and I had a DD2 on my board for ages, which I loved. Um, and this basically, the DD2 was born out of the SDE 3000, the SDE 3000 rack unit the chip that was in that was the chip that went in the DD two. So you mm-hmm. can dial uh, dialed in basically exactly the same sound. And then you can really tailor in some sort of more analogy sort of warm sound. So I've basically got it replicating a sort of deluxe memory, man, my deluxe, <laughs> sort of basically AB <laughs> to the two and got super close. Wow. Um, and then the hologram electronics. So microcosm. That's,
1: that's my only confusing bit. Um, you've got the hologram, You've got the H nine, you've got the Chase Bliss, and you've got that the mm. boss um, SDE. Mm. Uh, so what what is left
2: really for the hologram to do? It feels like you've got a lot. The hologram of... does all of the um, the bleeps and bloops, right? Actually, that the, the hologram is just really good at l- big ambient pads, and I still haven't dived into it enough. Uh-huh. Um, but I did. I have got a patch on there that was inspired by a Tom York song off his, I want to say it's the, uh, is it Anima album? There's a song that starts, I think it's the first track on the album. It's like a really glitchy, like, it's obviously like a modular of like modular beat or something like that and i've managed to i've got the gig rig set up as a kind of midi controller that loops the h uh, the microcosm right so you can kind of do some sort of loops and stuff like that so i've been messing around with that which is quite cool um and i also managed to dial in a patch that was very much like the solo from Radiohead's go to sleep when johnny greenwood does the crazy glitchy guitar solo right Um, wow So I've got a few things like that dialed in, but the way it runs, that it runs in stereo into the SD-3000, into the (laughs) microcosm. (laughs) Wow. So that runs in stereo, and the CXM runs in stereo. And for the longest time, I used to run wet-dry. So you basically run into all your drive pedals, you split the signal, half goes into the delays and reverbs, another half just goes straight into the amp, so you've got this kind of more present punchy guitar sound but to be honest those pedals sound so good in stereo it'd be a crime not to run them in stereo um so i've built that and then gone cool what am i doing next <laughs> and, um, i've had and maybe we'll talk about it on a, a, a later podcast but um well, let's I've carry these, on onto the Patreon. I've it? I've had these Moog pedals for a while. Yeah, and you need to do because something I'm like so those, OCD man. about how they fit onto a pedal board. Right. I've had another custom pedal board um, for a while, which is just big open flat one, but uh-huh. it doesn't quite fit everything on there that I want. And someone was selling one for crazy money uh, that is designed for like bigger pedals. Crazy lots and- of money
1: or crazy cheap
2: crazy cheap oh, they right. usually okay. crazy they're usually crazy money this one was crazy cheap right. uh, and it's the perfect size to fit all the moke pedals on uh-huh. as well as some other bits so uh that's the next project do you also own a label printer Matt I'm, I'm I do. looking at <laughs> I love I love my label printer I was I- looking at how specifically
1: everything's labeled and I was like man I just have like green tape like that luminous no, green you, tape on mine with like a you know um, Sharpies of where the settings should be
2: on it I tell you pedal. that's the only thing and maybe Joe you can answer this but no. um a couple of my pedals I've I've dialed in so specifically and I'm like I now I need to mark the um now I need to mark the position do you use any sort of particular Sharpie <laughs> So I use –
1: I'm showing you what I use right now on on the screen, Matt, because I happen to have a pedal uh, right next to me. Oh, you've got the green electrical tape. I use – it's not electrical tape. It's kind of – you know, it's band – it's gear tape, isn't it? Because it's luminous, glow-in-the-dark tape. It's that material tape that you can get. It's great because it sticks properly on the pedals, doesn't go anywhere. It's water-resistant. Um, and, you know, when you come to remove it, it doesn't damage the pedal or anything like that. And then you just use a big black Sharpie to draw a circle and then a little line through it where the uh, each of the button settings should be. So that's what yeah. I have on all of, my, uh, all of my pedals so that, you know, to be honest, when you're at a gig and you're opening your pedal board, if you've got a sound check, you know, then great. E- e- whether you have a sound check or not, you probably don't have that much time depending on the size of your pedal board check through each pedal make sure the settings are in the right place yeah you've got yeah, a million yeah. and one other things that you'll be thinking of at that point in time anyway so it's it's very important i think to just have every pedal uh labeled up with with where your settings are
2: yeah um but I don't gig, and I, I want everything <laughs> to look really pristine. Right, uh, but yeah. for anyone that's interested, because I found it, um, I bought my label printer way back on the 18th of January 2016, and I've—you uh, can still buy it today. It's the Brother P Touch H101C handheld label and print machine wow and uh, you can actually buy pink tape which is what i've got on my pedal board and you can also buy sparkle tape which i also have on my pedal board as well sparkle tape is very fun but impossible to read um (laughs) so you wouldn't label everything on your pedal board that because yeah it doesn't make sense i see I see. Well, well. how about that? Well, let's say we're
1: going to continue talking about uh, pedal boards and stuff. Maybe I'll talk through mine as well and your future pedal board
2: projects. Um, what, else did, what did we say we were going to cover on the well, Patreon? We said we were going to talk about uh, amps. Because ah, obviously, yes. while we wait for the new Sun amps to arrive, yeah. a couple of suggestions, uh, a couple of things I've been looking at. Lovely. Um, but also, with amps comes reverb, mm-hmm. um, because I've got uh, two amps here with no reverb, and I've been looking at reverb <sighs> tanks, and there's some new stuff obviously on the market. So maybe we'll talk a bit about that as well. Okay, yes, yes. Let's talk about that. That actually works for me as well, because
1: I've got a, a new amplifier as well, which we'll talk about on the Patreon, which doesn't have reverb that I'd really like to gig with for Silas and obviously the backbone of Silas is reverb and tremolo so I need those things um, but that is dear and that's all the time we've got on this week's episode of Guitar Nerds if you'd like to get in touch with us to ask any questions uh, or for any reason at all, then you can email us info at guitar DM us on Instagram, comment on our YouTube videos, do us a favor and watch those that, that would be great for me. Thank you very much. Um, you know, talk to us on the open forum on the Facebook group, the guitar nerds group on Facebook. If you are a Patreon supporter, then contact us through there. We're heading over to Patreon to talk about, uh, you know, all of those amplifiers. Join us there, visit patreon.com forward slash guitar for all the info on how to sign up and support our really rather charming community um, you can do that for as little as a dollar a month thank you for listening dear listener you have been lovely we've been the guitar nerds farewell goodbye <laughs> very much, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. Thank you to our top-tier Patreon backers for your constant support and making it possible for us to continue doing this podcast. Thank you to Rocket Rob Patterson, Marcus Deluxe, Dorsonic Pickups, Rob Witherden, Chris Franklin, Anton Fiant. Russ Meehan, Barry Gresbick, Steve Davis, Daniel Walker, Jorin Brown, John Conaway, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes, Andy Hoffler, Eric Hemmer, Jeffrey Wax, Brian Einzer, Mark Vizal kadowaki Stuart Robson, Eric File, Peter Pesce, Andy Manley, Joe Puttick, Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski, Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Wharton, James Dor, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Losef, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia The Band, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Rob Nordvik, Scott O'Brien,
2: and of course, the wonderful Moog Gravitt.